This is the Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich. Tom is a sports super agent. And Sam worked on baseball salary arbitration, is a longtime criminal lawyer and defense attorney, and is the author of Waiting for Cooperstown. And together, these brothers bring you the Rich Report here on Sports USA. Thank you for listening to The Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich on SportsUSAMedia.com, on iTunes, the TuneIn app for your smartphone, and on iHeartRadio. I am Brandon, and let's welcome Tom and Sam to the show, and we want to start off talking hockey. The NHL trade deadline has passed. So, Tom, who are some of the winners and who are some of the losers? Well, there are a lot of winners in terms of the playing concept of who improved their team. Teams really got aggressive, and a lot of people feel like teams overpaid for particular players in terms of talent and draft choices, etc. But I think some teams did very well, and I think the competition for the Cup is going to be more intense than ever, as if it needed to be more intense. Some of the teams that have emerged in, in the conference itself, the Eastern Conference, appears to me to be better than in the West for the first time in a while. And the Rangers are really looking good. Montreal's looking terrific. Of course, in the other conference, Chicago's always dangerous, although losing Kane to a serious injury was big. Pittsburgh improved itself. The Islanders improved themselves. They're both looking strong. Tampa improve themselves. I'd say the takeaway is that teams really help themselves in terms of their needs going into the uh, what I consider to be all-out combat, and this should be some of the best playoff hockey that we've ever seen, with a lot of teams having the capacity to win that cup. And Sam, winners and losers uh, in the NHL for the uh, trade right. deadline. You know, it's funny. It's never over until it's over. Uh, when I was uh, thinking about this show yesterday, I was prepared to come in and say that what we talked about last week didn't happen because last week we thought there was going to be a situation in which every team in hockey uh, could afford to make trades, some to get rid of players and get prospects, uh, some to get players who could help them uh, for the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, uh, yesterday was a trading day uh, unlike any uh, that I ever remember. I, I don't think that the players who were traded are, are the kind of players who can transform uh, teams, uh, but I agree with Tom that a lot of teams uh, uh, improved their depth uh, for the uh, playoff run, and a lot of teams uh, strengthened uh, uh, some uh, weaknesses. Uh, I know regarding uh, the Penguins, which is a team that I know more about than, than others, made a couple of, of additions, uh, which should make them a, a much deeper team for the playoffs. So I think every team, every team that is a viable contender helped themselves uh, somewhat. And I think it's really much too early even now, even though it's getting kind of late, it's still too early to uh, identify teams that stand out far above 
the others in, in the playoff run? I would say with Lundquist coming back to how well the Rangers have played without him, I view them as a slight favorite, but there's at least uh, six or eight teams that are very capable of winning the Cup, and then there's always long shots. We've seen it before many times, you know, in these last decades. Now let's uh, switch topics and talk Adrian Peterson, of course, His suspension is now over, and the Minnesota Vikings, they have the ability to, they said they've been in communication with him, and uh, after March 10th, they can trade him, or they can possibly uh, restructure his contract if he chooses to do so. So explain that situation, Tom. What's going to happen with Adrian Peterson, and uh, are his days in Minnesota over? Uh, There are a lot of uncertainties. On a few fronts, first of all, the league has appealed the decision by Judge Cody. And, uh, you know, the biggest issue still is this whole big thing, aside from the Peterson status himself, about not having a neutral arbitrator. This has turned out to be one of the biggest eyesores uh, of several that the NFL, with all its success, which is prodigious, uh, has had. But... Uh, I think that Peterson will end up elsewhere. I think there's been too much damage done. I know that his agent and one of the senior executives had quite a run-in, you know, a newsworthy run-in at the Combine. I would be uh, shocked, not astounded, if he ended up staying with uh, many, but I think he will be moved. But the continuing issue beyond his resumption, hopefully, of his brilliant uh, career, clearly one of the best running backs in the history of the game, is uh, somewhat overshadowed still by his business of not having a neutral arbitrator in the NFL. And that's spilled over into the representation of the uh, Players' Union itself. And there's big warfare there between four or five guys who are running for election to replace the uh, you know present leader of the union. So football continues to have all kinds of problems, uh, even in the context of their incredible financial success and popularity. Now, Sam, where do you think Adrian Peterson will end up? I think uh, it may be too difficult to repair uh, the relationship between him and Minnesota. But, uh, you know, I I couldn't agree more uh, with what Tom says on on several levels. I have no reason to question the intelligence or the fairness of Mr. Henderson, the arbitrator, uh, but he cannot be regarded as an impartial or neutral arbitrator on this or uh, any other issue in which the union is involved. He's just been too close to them. And once you uh, get past them, uh, you wonder where the union was when the union uh, negotiated uh, this most recent collective bargaining agreement when all of these complaints about the uh, due process uh, requirements in disciplinary hearings were well known. And yet, nothing much seems to have changed, 
and you get a couple of high-profile disciplinary cases, and whether or not Judge Doty is overruled, uh, it only highlights to me again uh, the fact that uh, the until the National Football League agrees in a collective bargaining agreement to have arbitrators who are truly impartial, uh, there will be nothing but trouble and embarrassment. Let's stay on the topic of the NFL and some recent big names got the franchise tag. I'm talking about Des Bryant with the Dallas Cowboys, Demarius Thomas with the Denver Broncos, Jason Pierre-Paul with the New York Giants, to name a few. There's nothing uh, new about the, you know, this uh, designation thing, which basically freezes up a player at a, you know, high average price of the top players in his position. And sometimes that alone creates unfairness because of certain guys in their overall value, et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's another problem. What usually happens, and what will happen is there's different alternatives. Some guys will be frozen at the price for the year. They won't be necessarily happy with it. Other guys, uh, and then they'll go on to make a deal even with their you know, existing team or as a free agent. But uh, it does create a lot of discomfort in some cases, in a lot of cases. And some guys are going to be very unhappy. Sometimes you get guys that talk about holding out. And, man, are these some top superstars we're, we're discussing here. And Bryant, uh, for example, is a controversial guy on one hand. On the other hand, he is a magnificent home run hitter and one of the great receivers in recent years. So it's more potential adjective, but some of it will get worked out and some of it, uh, you know, maybe some hard feelings may not be the end of the world, although one or two might uh, end up in a relationship that doesn't continue on, you know, after next year or after they're starting next year. Sam, what's your take? Well, I'd like the issue we discussed previously with the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, This was an arrangement that the union and and the owners uh, negotiated and arrived at, and the the players uh, as a group received a a number of concessions uh, in exchange for uh, that uh, collective bargaining uh, arrangement. And yes, there will be some hardcore negotiating, and there will be some hurt feelings, and, and some players will, will be unhappy. Some teams will be unhappy uh, having to pay the, the average salaries uh, at the high end. But it is the collective bargaining agreement that was negotiated. Uh, the arrangements, that part of the arrangement seems to have worked out uh, fairly well for uh, the game, and I don't have any problem with it. I, I think... Uh, for the most part, applying the franchise tag to players is just a a stage in the negotiating process, and in most instances, uh, it will be worked out, and in some it won't, and players will eventually move on. But they'll be well paid in the meantime. Let's take a quick break. We are going to be back with the Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich. You can find us on sportsusamedia.com, on iTunes, the TuneIn app for your smartphone, and on iHeartRadio. 
We're going to come back, talk a little baseball and Alex Rodriguez. We're also going to talk Josh Hamilton and the situation with the Denver Nuggets and their coach, Brian Shaw. It is The Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich. This is The Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich. Back with more right after this on Sports USA. If you or your family love the freedom of swimming any time of year, if you love sharing good times and making great memories, or if you want one of the best total body workouts ever, then it's time to discover the three C's of your very own endless pool. The first C is convenience. Imagine swimming year-round in your own private swimming pool, installed indoors or out, just steps away. The second C is comfort. With sculpted spa seats and your own adjustable temperature, you can easily escape the stress of your day. And the third C is cost. Your endless pool is an affordable luxury at a fraction of the cost of a regular pool. And here's a bonus C, choice. Because when you call for your free Endless Pool Idea Kit, you'll receive information on our full line of pools to suit your budget and location. Call now for your free information. 800-787-3019. 800-787-3019. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-577-5195 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-577-5195. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. We're back to the Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich on Sports USA. We are back with the Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich, and let's talk some Major League Baseball. Unfortunate news from Los Angeles, the Angels, and Josh Hamilton. He has relapsed again with cocaine and his addiction that he has been battling for a long time. Now, Tom, talk about uh, what's going to happen with Josh Hamilton and uh, the Angels and, you know, going forward. Well, this is a bad development because his comeback from his highly publicized early years of uh, battling with addiction and his gigantic success uh, for several years uh, this is a, this is a sad news indeed. He's had some injuries as well, and apparently he has uh, been forthcoming about what his problem is at this point. It wasn't a question of it just being uncovered. Uh, he's been struggling, and this is the kind of situation that you really have to wish the guy well because his situation is in jeopardy. Uh, but most of all, you have to care about his wellness. You know, the uh, addressing of the baseball and his capacity there remains to be seen. But this is, guy, this is a guy of tremendous talent. 
It was a great story. This is a sad uh, piece of slippage, and you've got to root for this guy because he hasn't tried to run away from it. He has been cooperative, but it's a sad story, and it has serious implications uh, with respect to his career, and you just got to hope for the best for the guy. As do I. Do you think he'll um, suit up again for the Angels or just in general? I mean, do you think uh, he overcomes this and uh, you see him again on the field? Well, I think the, the Angels are a, uh, you know, an, an organization, a first-class organization that has compassion for their players. And I think, I think they're going to be addressing the human side of it uh, first and of course, the Major League Baseball, uh, you know, there are rules uh, that have to do with this kind of stuff, and there's most likely going to be a uh, suspension that nobody is exactly sure what that'll be. But more importantly is what the course of uh, treatment and the outlook is going to look like. But uh, it's a hell of a sad story. Sam, your thoughts? My, my strongest recollection of Josh Hamilton was in the All-Star, the last All-Star game at Yankee Stadium in the home run hitting contest. Uh, when his story really, he stood out in that home run hitting contest, hitting balls all over the park and out of the park. And uh, for everybody who knew the story of his addiction, uh, it was a grand night. And it's not one we should easily uh, forget. There are reasons why baseball has has to have rules uh, regarding uh, addiction and and violations, and and we have to respect that. But uh, I certainly hope we haven't seen the last of uh, Josh Hamilton. Uh, I think there is reason to fear the worst, uh, but I hope not. Yeah, he was Anybody on. that was there at that night, and Sam and I were watching every bit of that. It was like one of those things over a long career of fandom that will never be forgotten. <laughs> there were balls that traveled that night with respect to Yankee Stadium that haven't been on such trips and only could have been eclipsed by a journey to the moon. Yeah, we uh, talked to him actually on one of our other podcasts a year ago, I would say it was before spring training of last season, and uh, he seemed to be doing well. He was in good spirits. He was working hard, and uh, we definitely wish him a full recovery, and we want to see him back on the field. Let's keep it on baseball and go to New York. Let's talk New York Yankees and Alex Rodriguez. Of course, we mentioned last week showing up to spring training early. Now Joe Girardi came out saying that they're is a possible chance that he could play first base during the season. Of course, Mark Teixeira, as far as we know, he's healthy, and he will be more than likely the full-time first baseman. But if he gets hurt, Alex Rodriguez can maybe slide right in. What do you think of uh, that possibility of uh, Alex Rodriguez playing first base, Tom? Well, first of all, his baseball intuition, you know, among other things, regarding baseball is excellent. And he's the guy that can comprehend the elements of a lot of things, including playing first base, in my opinion. And they're working him out very diligently right now. 
as we speak, and he's going to play somewhere tomorrow uh, in the game, uh, the exhibition game, because people are down here now, obviously. Uh, I think he would be able to play first base defensively more proficiently at this point and with his injuries uh, that he's absorbed uh, more so than third base. I think it would be something that he could uh, adjust to. I think the important thing here, though, is you know how he hits, how he's able to handle the pitching these days, uh, having missed time and having been injured in physical areas, both hips that are not, you know, like getting over, you know, uh, even a knee sur- you know, a uh, cartilage surgery or something like that. You never, as we've discussed before, want to totally underestimate Alex Rodriguez, even though the odds are, you know, not a walk in the park for him. He is a man that has possessed extraordinary talent, and he has a lot of reasons, both internal and external, to want to at least have a measure of success. So you cannot discard his chances out of hand, and he seems to be... Uh, getting along much better down there, and with I think Joe Girardi on the surface looks like it's, he's handling it extremely well, and it seems like A-Rod is too right now. I think the big issue with Alex Rodriguez is not what position does he play, because there are lots of options, particularly designated hitter. I think the big issue is can the man still hit after what he's been through in terms of a year's layoff and the surgeries and uh, all the controversies surrounding him. I think in the meantime, I, I tend to be cautious about everything that everybody is saying or, or doing. I think the Yankees are, regardless of their true feelings on the subject, are creating a record for cooperating with the, with the man and, and helping him and giving him every chance to become a regular uh, player again. And I think at the same time, they'd be more than happy uh, to be rid of him and the uh, financial and uh, public relations black eyes that he, he brings to the franchise. I don't think that there will ever be uh, anything approaching a total repair of, uh, of the situation. And this just in, the Denver Nuggets, switching topics to the NBA, the Denver Nuggets have let go of Brian Shaw and the Denver Nuggets. They have dropped 19 of the last 21 games. A lot of those games were blowouts. He was in his second season with the Denver Nuggets, so they are parting ways. Do you think, Sam, that uh, he probably lost the locker room? I don't think you know the players were necessarily vibing with him right. Well, that's one of the things that often happens when the team uh, hits a a hard patch. Uh, A very smart man once told me that uh, head coaches and and baseball managers and and, uh, people who hold those jobs are hired to be fired at some point in time. And when the team runs into a disastrous uh, stretch uh, like that, uh, the owner can't fire all the players, at least not right away, and the coach is the first to go. Yeah, there probably is a lot. There probably is a lot of uh, locker room uh, 
uh, dissension. But that's part of uh, being on a losing team uh, without uh, much hope of immediate improvement. Uh, I think Brian Shaw has been a good man in the game of uh, basketball, and I hate to see anybody lose the job, but 19 losses in 21 games is is hard to overcome without losing your job. And Tom, I mean, who takes over? Who do you think uh, they should get as a head well, coach? Uh, you know, in a situation like this where a team has had a, you know, an absolute collapse, I think they may take their time in resolving that because they have time because the season isn't even over yet. They might want to take a look at uh, the situation very carefully. There are several teams that have had disastrous seasons, and some of them are big franchises. Obviously, the Lakers and uh, Philadelphia and the Knicks. You don't have to go any further than that to see some uh, serious denouement. But uh, this is part of sports, as Sam said. Uh, when things go bad, there has to be a whole combination of things that are looked at. And uh, you also have cap issues. You have several other teams that have exploded uh, on the upside in the playoffs in the NBA, and the competition is going to be terrific again. Uh, There are just going to be some seriously different components to that. But that is part of the game in all these sports. When, When stuff goes wrong, there's a lot of uh, vacuum cleaners that go through the uh, franchise, both in terms of coaches, players, sometimes owners. We've seen some of that, and you will continue to because the stakes are high, the values of the franchises are higher than ever, the television is huge. Television is a huge component economically, and teams can't afford it when their viewers disappear from view. And Sam, I'm going to give you the final word on the podcast. Uh, you wanted to send your condolences to someone. Well, Minnie Minoso died. Minnie Minoso had a good long life. Uh, he died at 90. Uh, I think a lot of people are unhappy with the fact that he never made it to the Hall of Fame. Maybe he deserves it. Uh, maybe he doesn't. Uh, he was a great player, uh, regardless, and a credit to the game and uh the game is poorer today uh, than it was before. I said that many, many Minoso on a tweet a couple of days ago that uh, he was one of the most invaluable, biggest contributors in the entire history of baseball. And we are going to leave you on that note. We want to thank everyone out there for listening to The Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich on sportsusamedia.com, on iTunes, the TuneIn app for your smartphone, and on iHeartRadio. And follow Tom on Twitter, at Laidany, and follow at Inside Sports USA for more on The Rich Report and our other podcasts. And until next time, this has been The Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich. 
Thanks for listening to The Rich Report with Tom and Sam Rich. You can check out more of Sports USA's podcasts anytime at sportsusamedia.com, iTunes, the TuneIn app for your smartphone, iHeartRadio.com, and the iHeartRadio app for your smartphone. There you'll find Snakes Takes with Jake Plummer, Conversations with Joe Morgan, Ted Sobel's Excellent Sports Adventure, and The Fred Dreyer Show. This has been a production of Sports USA.